ESPN Kansas City presents Golf Underground, powered by Mariner Wealth Advisors, helping you navigate your financial future. Welcome to Golf Underground ESPN Radio. Holy cow, Ward, that was that unbelievable. Gives me chills again. I've only listened to it oh ten times God. in the last uh, five hours. What happened yesterday? Uh, Gary Woodland got it done. He got it done, didn't he? He got it done. Oh, my gosh. This is, I mean, you know, I know some would, would like to say that the Golf Underground are Gary Woodland hanger honors. I think it's, <laughs> I think that's been the... But how great is it? This has to be so cool for you as one of his his all timers um, to see it take it back to KU days to see the journey. Well, you know he's been on tour what maybe eleven years now, three wins, and for him to do what he did yesterday, uh, it was off the charts. Did you think he had this in him? Yeah, I mean, I think I've met him when he was sixteen years old, and he was just a a bomber, and he's he grew and slowly grew uh, grew into his game, and here we are. I, I knew it was going to happen. I just didn't know when it was going to happen. And I've been telling people for years that he's he's not only going to win a major, but you know he's got it in his head that he's his goal is to get to number one in the world, and he's going to do everything in his power and surround himself with the right people in order to get there. All right, so now you had the chance to uh, chat with him this morning, and uh, you said that he hadn't slept much, right? <laughs> so I text him, and usually during majors, I try to leave him alone quite a bit because uh, there's a lot of outside influences. And so I text him just saying, hey, keep it up, keep 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 doing what you're doing. And he finally, uh, I text him congratulations, sent him a nice heartfelt message last night, and he started texting me this morning uh, when I was finishing up uh a swing fit session with the boys. And so I'm like, well, I started doing the math in my head and I'm like two hours behind what time it is now. It's early here. It's got to be real early there. So he was still up. I think the adrenaline and just all this, all the media engagements um, for the, for the day and for the championship, he was up late as is, and then started having fun with uh, the trophy and some, some adult beverages. Did he <laughs> Come on, give us the details? Well, I think he, um, when we have mom, we'll tell the story, but I think he may have been using the wrong part of the trophy to drink out of, so he was politely pulled aside by a USGA official and um, was instructed to how, how to properly drink out of the, the uh, trophy. So the instructors, or, or the, the marshals, the drink marshal came in? <laughs> yeah, to, to... he got his hand slapped in, in a good way. <laughs> Did you get a chance to get any details? Of course, we tried to get him on the show, but um, the USGA was uh, so polite to say, we're flying you to New York City, and so right now the media barrage begins, it right? It begins, yeah. So, so he's on a flight right now to New York. I think he's going to have all-day engagements tomorrow back in Florida uh, with with our pal uh, Mikey D um, starting tomorrow night. So, again, just a lot a lot that goes into to a major championship and then just all the things that have um, outside of his life and, you know, with family and, and Gabby and the kids and – Everything there's just so much going on and and great for him and his brand. Well, and um, if I look at your body language right now, you're tired. <laughs> I right? Told, you I told, said you were tired. I told uh, I was talking to my buddy Mike on the phone. I said I've never been so tired watching golf. <laughs> and so for two days straight, I sat on the couch and sat sat in the outside area and just kind of took it all in and uh, and watched every single shot. 
Yeah. So what did you think yesterday when Kepka comes firing out of the gates and had, what, three birdies out of the first four holes? You, kn- you know, I knew it was coming from somewhere. A lot of people thought that it would be coming from Kepka. I honestly thought that Jay Rose would play a little bit better than yeah. he did. But I also saw how he didn't have his best stuff for the uh, first three rounds of the tournament, and, and he was clearly right there. And so it, ca- it clearly caught up with him in terms of how he was hitting it, and he had made so many putts, and that clearly will wear on you, whether it's a U.S. Open or just a, a tournament in general. So, you know, I knew it was going to come from somewhere, and when Brooks started making I think Brooks was four under through five, and just you, he that guy has no fear. He's just trying to basically go out and win every golf tournament, especially a major, and so – I, I was a little bit worried, and you know, so I think honestly, the turning point. Gary made a clutch save on seven, the par three that where he hit it in the back bunker, mm-hmm. and just did some great things along the way. You know, he he made a good bogey on nine when he when he hooked it, and so I think there there's so many different turning points within within the tournament, but you know, a lot of stones to go out there and hit three wood on, on the par five up the hill when he certainly could have laid up and yeah. had a tough wedge shot. So, so many different things from, from the chip on 17. But, you know, he, he, he told me that Spieth had came, came up to him when he kind of chunked the uh, iron off of number six, the downhill par five that then goes back uphill. And Spieth looked at him and said, you know, you have some serious you-know-what to hit three wood from 276, you know. He ended up making par on that hole, but but the fact of the matter is is he, he hit some shots under the gun that were just unbelievable. Well, and um, his short game off the charts, right? He was ranked number one in getting up and down, and that hasn't been Gary Woodland's brand, right? And, of course, Pebble isn't set up as one of the longest U.S. Open courses, and some were questioning whether the Bombers— um, or, or maybe the shortness of the course would uh, be an equalizer for some of the smaller hitters. How cool is it to see somebody like Gary who can just toast the ball be the number one guy getting up and down? That's why he won the damn tournament, right? right. You think, of the, think of on Saturday how he, uh, right, he, he had to chip in um, for, for, the, for the par, and I'm sitting there saying, just get a bogey. Just right. get a bogey out of this damn get thing. And, and I find myself chest bumping everyone in the bar. Yeah, so you know what, what I've seen over the last three, two to three years, it's just unbelievable ball control. And whether he's flighting his his long irons, flighting his short irons, hitting stingers off tees, so that clearly, I think Pebble actually sets up great for him off the tee because he can hit a, a plethora of different shots and really place his ball. I mean, he's he's become amazing at that. And then when it comes to the short game, everybody says, "Oh, he's not a good putter. He's not a good putter." Well, hmm. I've seen him putt and chip the lights out of it when we're either on trips playing or we're playing in money games or he's. Um, you know, he's playing at Pebble. He referenced the story that, you know, he played in a money game, which we'll get into later um, with some of his buddies. But he, he can flat out go low in, in his short game and p- pitching chipping is unbelievable. All right. But let's be honest. We sat here on Monday and we had our picks of who's going to win the U.S. Open. And, of course, I, I went with Jim Furyk. Why wouldn't I? Right. <laughs> Jim Furyk of all the picks. Yeah. Right. And, 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 you know, we mentioned Gary, but we sort of danced around it. And I think. You know, if, if we're honest with ourselves, like most of the golf community, it was, oh, Gary's, you know, he's got a chance, you know. But it was it was always somewhat patronizing. No one thought G. Woodland was going to fire this thing up. And you got to admit, it was surprising. Yeah, you know, I think that, I think it was just a long time coming, to be honest. I mean, I've been, as I said, I've been telling people for years, he's, he's right there. He's good. He's going to be, he's a top player in the world. And what this did for him is basically solidify him, not only for the President's Cup this year, but 
hopefully uh, a Ryder Cup for next year. So again, his his life on the course isn't going to change much in terms of he's still going to play in the events, or he may even play a more of a limited schedule than what he does now. Right. But his off the course engagements, etc., um, are are really going to take hold. And one thing that's great about him is he basically he's never going to change as a person. He hasn't changed one bit since he you know from the college to getting his card to many tours to now winning a U.S. Open. So I think that that's what's that's what's great about him. And you know he referenced you know he he can control two things: his work ethic and his attitude. And I think that that speaks volumes. That speaks volumes for um, kind of him as a person and, and kind of life in general in terms of success. Well, I, what impressed me so much in that post-open uh, interview um, is you're listening to a guy who's a real regular guy, right? Now, while a lot of people haven't known who Gary Woodland is, he's he's having a coming-out party right now. But But if you listen to him, there's such an authenticity about him, right? I mean, there were so many nuggets that came out of his interview from um, – talking about his dad, right, to, to talking about um, the experience he had at the Phoenix Open. In fact, you talked about attitude. I'm going to play an, a, an audio clip here, and let, let's listen a little bit about what he says, sort of the power of the mind and in, in, uh, the, the, his experience at the Phoenix Open and what it did for his attitude. I mean, really, the, the only thing you can control, and I, I, I said this yesterday, the only thing I can control today is my attitude. Um, I, my caddy told me when I got done it was the best he's ever seen my, my attitude all week. I, I just try to control that because that's really all you can control. And, you know, Amy's attitude is phenomenal. That's something I want to teach my kids is you have to – positive energy is contagious. Um, and, you know, life's not always going to, you know, be bells and whistles. There's going to be some bad things that happen in your life. There's going to be a lot of ups and downs. But the only thing you can control is your attitude. And if you do that, in the end, good things will happen. And, um, you know, I said, Amy told me a million times when we were on that hole, I got this, I got this. And I told myself that a million times a day. Um, I got this. Yeah. All right. So let's take, take him back to that Phoenix Open, you know, that, that impact. And when we had him on the radio, we talked about that experience. And for the listeners who aren't familiar with the story, there was a, a woman with Down syndrome who Gary got to play with in a practice round out at the Phoenix Open. And this, 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 this woman um, who maybe isn't as physically blessed as, as many of us knocked that ball off that tee box. It went into the trap. She gets up and down, drops a, or drops a 20-foot putt, and that had an impact on Gary. And do you remember what he said? He said, I will go back and reference that. I don't know when. It's I'm already doing it, but there will be a time when that moment changed my life. What impact do you think that had, that experience that he had with that woman, Amy? Yeah, I mean, clearly it's just it's a great story for him. And w- when he's got the pressure on or thinking about or might even get nervous, he told me he didn't get nervous until after he hold the last putt. So it's pretty darn good in terms of he didn't know what to do after he hit all the shots So or the least number of shots. So, again, I just think him being able to draw from that is, is pretty powerful. And, again, it kind of puts life in perspective for, for all that. So it's a pr- pretty neat story, and it was really cool talking to him about that and again everywhere I go when I'm with him guess what people or the casual golf fan wants to talk to him when they when they come up to him is exactly that and how cool it was so again that's what people remember yeah and so what did you think of his reaction after it was done because he wins his first major his life just changed he looked like he was in shock didn't he yeah, he's, not you know. a, he's not a crier. He didn't start balling. He didn't put his hands on his knees. He didn't throw his hat. He gave one little fist pump and was like, I, I sensed he was like, what, what do I do from here? 
Did, yeah, you, did you feel that? You know, I think I think it caught him, and I'm gonna, I meant to ask him about this earlier. Is I think it caught him. There was a clip of him standing there looking into the ocean after he hit his third shot on the green, and he had a birdie putt. And I think that was kind of when it hit him. But I think he was trying to keep it together in terms of like, all right, I'm here at Pebble. I'm it's surreal. I've got a I can three putt and still win this thing. And so. I think that's when it first hit him, um, but you know when we have mom, we'll check with that. Well, that and probably when he had to let Rosie finish out the putt, right? Yeah. So he dropped the bomb, and he's just sitting there, and he's chatting <laughs> with his caddy like it was. I wanted to say, do you know what just happened to you? Like he's so chill. Yeah. I, I mean, has he always been like that? Just so damn chill. Yeah, you know, a lot of a lot of friends that I have say, you know, he he needs to play with more power, passion, and. Um, you know, get more fiery. And I just think that it's an even keel sport where there's more down than up. And so you just got to kind of just keep on plotting away. And, you know, yesterday he hit some, hit some shots that weren't good and he just plotted away and either made, uh, made pars when he needed to, or where he could have turned those into bogeys or doubles. So again, it was just, it was pretty awesome to see just him overcome, you know, the world's number one, number three, and number four that were nipping at his heels. Absolutely. Well, it was really cool to me is to see uh, his, his mom and dad there. And, of course, uh, you know, you've known them forever. I was honored to, to walk the course with them, um, with you, at the Dell match play. And, and, boy, what a great family to root for. You know, mom is just like a mom, right? She's just walking around. What a dream life they have just following Gary from, t- from, from tournament to tournament. And the, the dad... He's just your classic. He's like right out of a sitcom. He's like <laughs> the, the big, tall, good old, you know, doesn't take himself seriously. There's not a lot of flash to these people. No, they're, I mean, from, they're from Barrington, Kansas. They're from Topeka. So it's uh, they're just as humble as it gets. It <laughs> <I mean, laughs> so, is so cool. What do you think those two did last night? Do you think they spent well, any time I, with I just I just saw a picture on Facebook, and I was texting her. She said they had a really late night as well. So I think they got a chance to enjoy Enjoy all of it. So really, you but, think you think we can get them on, Mom and Dad? You know, the making get, of a U.S. Open. We're going to get them on. We're going to get them on. But when we come back, we're going to have good pal, friend of the show, another another legendary Topeka Topeka native, Mike Dickerson, on, and he's going to tell a story that Gary referenced about uh, him playing Pebble Beach with some of his buddies, some of his insurance buddies, and he's going to give us some great insight to Gary and just Gary as a person. Well, yeah, and that did come up, right? Remember I texted you. I said, were you at Pebble with him? <laughs> but isn't it funny when you can reference a drinking uh, golf tournament that, that would help you uh, uh, win the U.S. Open? Yeah, well, there was <laughs> there was some money involved, too, which we'll get to. Oh, hey, not the $50 million that he's about to make, baby. <laughs> hey, by the way, the uh, front nine was brought to you by Star Drywall. Be sure to check out Star Company's KC. Summertime is here, but, you know, winter is right around the corner. Energy efficiency is number one. Go to Star Company's KC. Com. So come on back. You're on the Golf Underground on ESPN Radio. This is Golf Underground on ESPN Kansas City, 94.5 FM. Do you have retirement dreams about perfecting your swing and spending your time on the green? Or maybe you have a bucket list of golf courses you'd like to travel to. Whatever your financial goals are, Mariner Wealth Advisors is your advocate. We take the same care in understanding where you stand today as we do in understanding where you want to be in the future. Then, we help you set a personalized plan to help you achieve your long-term vision. Contact Mariner Wealth Advisors today to start your financial planning journey. Visit MarinerWealthAdvisors.com to find a location near you. 
Mariner Wealth Advisors, otherwise known as MWA, is an SEC-registered investment advisor. Registration of an investment advisor does not imply a certain level of skill or training. For additional information about MWA, including fees and services, please contact MWA or refer to the disclosures on our website. Please read the disclosure statement carefully before you invest or send money. This advertisement should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell securities. Hey, Brian Sullivan here, and I've got a tip for you. You've got to head to Unforked. It's an amazing restaurant. What I like about these guys is they promise to buy and support seasonal local ingredients first. And I love the fact that they source from smaller, family, GAP-certified, or organic farms, prime-going regions, artists and producers. All I'm getting at is, if you like fresh stuff, Unforked is the place to be. And like they say it, fork or no fork, you can be sure you're getting the highest quality, socially responsible ingredients possible. And not to mention, it's delicious. So whether you're out south or downtown, stop by Unforked for a delicious and healthy meal. Sheridan's Unforked, honest, clean food. Hi, this is Brian Sullivan, co-host of Golf Underground on ESPN Kansas City. Hey, when I'm not bringing my fantastic double-digit handicap to the course, my company, Precise Selling, works with companies to create sales champions. Hey, the best golfers get to the top by having a swing process and a game plan from the time they step on the first tee to the time they finish their putt on 18. Now at Precise Selling, we teach salespeople how to prepare for each sales call. We give them a process to steal customers from their biggest competitor, sell more to current customers, and negotiate like a pro. So come see me at PreciseSelling.com to learn how we can help turn your team into a team of top sales performers. Dismal River Club is a five-star private golf and hunting club located in the sandhills of western Nebraska. 36 holes of championship golf including a Tom Doak design and a Jack Nicklaus design. A private runway, luxury cabins, and incredible meals prepared by their executive chef make Dismal River Club one of the nation's most unique and sought-after golf and outdoor experiences. There is truly something for everyone. Visit DismalRiver.com to get more information about the new spa activities, family activities, membership opportunities, and corporate retreat packages. Welcome back, Off Underground ESPN Radio. Back in studio, Sully and Wardo, and we are all pumped up. We're giddy. We're excited. We're like two teenage boys with a six-pack of Natty Light. <laughs> I love it. Don't you I think? Love it. Yes. Anything. I'm, you know, I, I'm, I was a little disappointed with your enthusiasm level, though, because but you it really is. looked like you, you went through a boxing match. You know what? I'm going to stand it, up, and if you're if you're tuning in on uh, Facebook Live, I'm standing up right now. That's right. I'm stand standing up. up. Walk around a little bit. I want you to shake it out. It was an early morning after a late night. You know, I had to get up. Alarm went off at 4.30, I believe, and yeah. we got after it. So yeah. it's been a long day. It has been a long day, but you know what? We've got somebody who's going to make your day even brighter. I love it. Are yeah. you there, Mikey D.? I'm here, Kevin Wardo. Can you hear me? Mike Dickerson joins us from uh, Florida. He is a he is a longtime bestie of Gary Woodland, a good friend of mine, and we thought we'd have Mike come on not only to talk a little bit about his relationship with Gary and watching Gary grow up as an athlete in many sports, but also um, in the next segment we're going to dive into the the match at Pebble Beach with Gary and some of the, our other buddies, but. First, why don't you just dive us into to kind of your relationship with Gary and how you've come to know him over the years. So um, the relationship started, I went to work for his mother at Commerce Bank. So that's how I first met Gary when he's probably, oh, five years old, five, seven years old then. And uh, his mother gave me my first job uh, as a teller at Commerce Bank there in Topeka, Kansas. 
And then uh, I worked there for several years, and and probably uh, when Gary was so ten years old, his dad came to me and uh, asked me to coach their AAU basketball team. It was a bunch of kids from Topeka that were, you know, kind of the cream of the crop. And uh, so that's when I really got my first chance to, you know, be around Gary, uh, see what a heck of a talent he is. And, uh, you know, that's my first introduction to, to meeting the family and meeting Gary and, and seeing what a great athlete he is. This was long before uh, I even knew he played golf at that time. So that was kind of my introduction to the family, Wardo. And so, meeting Gary. So diving in a little bit on his golf career, when did you start to realize that this kid was something special and had had not only the, the opportunity to make it out on the tour, but also be be one of the top players in the world and, and one of the one of the be, one of the great brands in golf? So uh, he his parents were a member of Topeka Country Club, which is there in Topeka, and I was a member of Topeka Country Club. And, uh, you know, watching him at the age of 12 when he could hit the ball about 300 yards, you knew he was a pretty <laughs> special talent <laughs> at that age. Um, you said you met him when he was 16. Uh, you know, I was playing with him, and, his, you know, his mother asked me to play with him as much as possible and kind of mentor this kid and, and help him along. And, and uh, uh, you know, that was – he was, as you're well aware of, he was – he was really interested in other sports besides golf. I would say that was a, an afterthought for him at the end of the day. You know, if he ranked his sports that he liked, it was, he would probably tell you it was baseball, then basketball, um, then, uh, then golf. He told a pretty funny story last night. You know, when his first time uh, at Wa- you know, Washburn, they're playing against KU, and he's matched up against Kurt Heinrich, and uh, that's when he realized he needed to find a new profession. Uh, I feel a little bit responsible, Wardo, because I kind of pushed him to play basketball at Washburn because that's where, you know, I played basketball there myself. And uh, I remember the day he was uh, signing his national letter of intent to play basketball at Washburn. He calls me up and he's like, hey, do you have anything Washburn that I could wear to my national signing letter of intent? So I'm literally running over to his house, bringing him a sweatshirt that says Washburn basketball on it right before he's walking in to – to sign his national letter of intent to play basketball at Washburn University. Pretty special moment. That's funny. Yeah. Hey, hey, Mike, nice to meet you, my friend. Thanks for coming on. You bet. Thanks for having me. Hey, hey wait, give us something, a story of, uh, you had mentioned you've known him since he was a little boy. Give, give, give us something funny that no one knows about Gary oh Woodland, right? Something, something that won't so much get him in trouble and cost him millions of dollars in endorsements, but pretty damn close. <laughs> Uh, he loves mac and cheese. He's a little—he's a little boy at heart, that's for sure. I don't know if people know that about him. They see this grown man out there beating a the ball 350 yards, but uh, he is literally a little kid at heart. He—he he loves his mac and cheese. Uh, uh, he eats like a, a 12-year-old boy. So uh, I love that spirit in him. You know that he—he he, he stays a kid at heart because at the end of the day, golf is just a sport and uh, it's meant to be played for fun and and. Uh, I think that's what Gary Woodland's all about. He's just a little kid at heart. Yeah. He still looks like a little kid. Right? He still yeah. kind of has those puffy little cheeks, you know? He's, <laughs> hey, you, no doubt. you had mentioned his mom and, and uh, working at Commerce Bank, and, and um, he comes from a real down-home regular family, doesn't he? He does. Um, 
And I guess I should throw a shout-out shout to CJ, too, his sister. She's, a, she's an awesome woman. Um, she works in the same industry as I do, but I've known her since she was a little kid also. Uh, their family's just something pretty special. I mean, they've, they've all, you know, they're all very involved. They're all still very close, um, but they're, they're a very tight-knit family. And, uh, you know, I'm just happy for their success. You know, I saw his mom crying last night on TV. Mm-hmm. It, made, it made me tear up a little bit. And I know Wardo's known him for a long time, too. It, it uh, you know, it's what it just meant to them and their family. It's pretty special. I mean, really good for them. They're just good people. I don't think they said that enough last night on TV. Mm-hmm. Heard it over and over. He's just a good person. And you heard the people chanting, Gary, Gary, Gary. Yeah. I mean, how many people do they do that for when they win, <laughs> well, win well, a tournament? It's pretty cool to see that. I mean, it was unreal. And how about off the first tee box? I love that. USA, USA. His. How about those shoes? Were those off the charts? Uh, does Puma have those out on their website yet? I mean, oh, uh, they'll I'm sell sure millions. They're be sold out as soon as they can get them out there. <laughs> I had some friends trying to look them up last night, and they couldn't even find them. So I think Puma needs to get on the ball and get oh. those. Get those on the website. Yeah, they need to get those out there. One thing that I noticed, which was really cool, you know, back to me tearing up, is is I'm going to go ahead and admit it that I not only teared up for for Gary's win, but I also teared up a little bit for Tiger's win just because of of what that meant for golf and and all the things that he's been through both on and off the golf course. And what this kind of showed me and should show a lot of people is even if even if you're not a Tiger fan or you don't agree with him, what decisions he's made off the course or whatnot, Tiger set the stage for the Gary Woodlands, the Kepkas, what this new this new brand of golf is. And so, you know, I think that and clearly Gary, Gary said it, and and you would agree with me, Mike, that if it weren't for Tiger, you know, golf golf wouldn't be cool. And so, I just think that that golf is in such a great place right now. Uh, and I'm not saying that just because one of our buddies won. It's just it's in such a great place right now due to all the different storylines and great players and, and great brand ambassadors. I would agree. I'd add to this that, you know, I think Tiger has uh, brought athletes to the sport. Yep. Um, you know, you, you probably saw a bunch of country club kids playing golf, you know, that were not to take anything away from all the great golfers that are out there, but you see these guys now. and They're athletes. Gary's an athlete. Brooks Kepka's an athlete. I mean, you're going to see that the sport's going to continue to revolve. That these kids that normally just only played basketball or football or some other sport, um, they're going to be golfers, um, and it, it's going to, you know, it's going to continue to change the sport of golf that we play and we all love. Uh, hey, so, hey, I mean, it, it, they're going to continue to grow and get bigger. Hey, Mike, did you get a chance to talk to him last night, or was he he was bouncing from awards thing to you know, <laughs> media, et cetera? Did you get any? So, yeah, well. Sort of, kind of last night. Talked to him this morning, but we uh, we live a couple blocks from Gary down here in Delray Beach. Yeah, and uh, we went over because uh, you know Gabby was all by herself, so right. pregnant with twins. <laughs> so we went over there to kind of celebrate with her uh, after Gary won, and you know watch some of the interviews on TV. And uh, he FaceTimed her when we were all sitting oh, there really? together. So uh, yeah, so got to talk to him for a quick second. But just like Kevin, talked to him this morning. Got a chance to catch up with him and. Uh, his life's changed forever. I mean, he's got two days of media in New York, so it's uh, it's, it's a whole different world for him now. What are they going to learn about him that we haven't already talked about? Comes from a great family. You know, I think everyone knows certainly the basketball story, the fact that he's an athlete. But there's got to be some things that only guys like you and his wife and mom and dad and buddies would know about him. What, what is it? Uh. I think, you know, you see these interviews and you, I think you see the serious side of him, but 
Kevin Ward can tell you because <laughs> he was in college with him. The kid is funny. I mean, he's super <laughs> funny, and I don't think you see that jokester in him right. that, uh, you know, when you're just hanging out with him. He's a prankster. I mean, he's he's uh, he's hard on Kevin and I. He gives us a, a lot of crap, if you can say that, uh, you know, all the time. I mean, he's, he, he's always busting us up and, and giving us a really hard time. Uh, and you're never going to see that side. He's always going to be very polished and uh, always say the right things. But uh, behind the scenes, uh, man, he, he is a jokester. He's, he's a pretty funny kid. <laughs> I would agree with all of that. Well, when, <laughs> we're going to take a quick commercial break, but when we come back, we're going to dive into a story that he referenced of prepping at Pebble a couple years back and playing some fun games and being a jokester with you and gambling on the golf course and getting himself ready for this major that he ended up winning. Yeah. Hey, by the way, the back now was brought to you by Cowell Insurance. If you want information on workers' comp, no one does it better than Cowell Insurance. Go to CISinsuranceSolutions.com. What a wonderful post-U.S. Open Monday we're having here on the Golf Underground ESPN Radio. You're listening to Golf Underground on ESPN Kansas City, 94.5 FM. Cowell Insurance Services is your leading program administrator for workers' compensation. They're dedicated to meeting the unique challenges of the insurance industry and assisting employers in reducing their costs. CIS has provided insurance claim and loss control services to various industries, including trucking, construction, retail convenience stores, and healthcare, as well as public entities for over 30 years. They work with both retail agents and industry clients, or a combination of the two. If you're tired of fighting the rising costs of premiums and claims, give Cowell Insurance Services a call. Their dedicated staff is ready to find you the best insurance option at the most competitive price. They can help to define or enhance your safety program in order to move you in the right direction in reducing your claim and premium costs. Contact Cowell Insurance Services today, 816-214-4070. Hey, Wardo, I'm so sick of my handicap rising, and every year I feel like I'm losing yardage. Do you have a solution for me? Of course I do. SwingFit is a goal-focused platform that is fitness-based, centered around getting your golf game better. SwingFit will help you become more biomechanically sound in the gym and on the golf course. From the golf perspective, what you're going to see is a series of movement patterns and drills in order to get you better and help you achieve your goals. You will be introduced to some exercise centered around increasing golf strength and club head speed. The team at SwingFit is TPI certified, which is the gold standard for those tour players you watch on Sundays. If you want to take the next steps to hitting the ball like them, call 913-269-1300 for more information or go to thegolfstable.com. Are you ready to focus more on your golf game this year instead of enduring the process of building a brand new home? Look no further than BCI Bowen Custom Homes. They will help you determine the best opportunity for you and your family given your current situation. Do I do a remodel? Do I build the dream house I've always wanted? Your next home might be waiting for you from the many specs and furnished models they have available in Southern Johnson County. Whether you're located in Shawnee or Leewood, Mike McCown and his award-winning team are interested in helping you determine what may be best for you and your family. Again, if you're looking to spend more time on the links and eliminate the stressors of the building remodel process, call BCI Bowen at 913-444-2369 or on the web at bcibowen.com. 
Dismal River Club is a five-star private golf and hunting club located in the sand hills of western Nebraska. 36 holes of championship golf including a Tom Doak design and a Jack Nicholas design, a private runway, luxury cabins, and incredible meals prepared by their executive chef make Dismal River Club one of the nation's most unique and sought-after golf and outdoor experiences. There is truly something for everyone. Visit DismalRiver.com to get more information about the new spa activities, family activities, membership opportunities, and corporate retreat packages. Welcome back, Golf Underground ESPN Radio. It's a happy Monday. It's uh, it's Gary Woodland Monday. And by, you know, we were talking about Payne Stewart a lot last week. You know what's crazy is when I first met Gary, he idolized Payne Stewart and had Payne on his ball. I think that was just right after Payne had passed away. So really? now that I start to think about it, 20 years Maybe there Twenty was years a little, later. Maybe there was a little I'd, ghost of... Uh, we'll have to share some knowledge of, uh, of that to wow. Gary, because I know he doesn't know that. It's hey, by, cool. by the way, this segment is brought to you by BCIBowen.com. Um, check out their website. Wonderful friend of the show, Mike McGowan, and uh, and uh, so a little shout out for those guys. So, hey, we're, we are pumped today, because we've got... It's like family day. We've got Iceman. We've I mean, got this guy's so gorgeous. He's so good looking. Hey, listen, Mike, it, it, I think Wardo's got a little bro crush on you. I think he does. I like that. He Ford did. He's a good-looking man. Now, listen, I won't say, but uh, when I was 16, 17, I, I was mistaken for Tom Cruise. And I, I bet the two of us would probably walk into, I don't know, some, some bars and probably get some attention. Do you like karaoke? <laughs> a little Top Gun action? Yes. We could just work yeah. it. You're definitely as short as Tom Cruise. I know that. <laughs> I am. I am as short. And a little bit more receding hairline now. Those days have passed. And of course, I'm married, honey. I know you're listening. Please. Yeah, you're more. You're, you're just still so charming, though. You know what? We can do. We can do golf. You and yeah. you and Mikey D, Iceman, could take on Gary and I in a little match. Oh, listen, Gary and talked then go about karaoke. He listen, yeah, I went back to some old texts from our last program. He did say we should play golf this summer, but something tells me he's going to be a little busy now. Well, he's going to uh, he'll be back in town, so we're going to definitely have to get it done. All right, so Wardo, take it away. Let's let's tee up uh, Mr. Dickus and tell us about how he helped Gary prepare at Pebble Beach. Yeah, so so Mike, dive in a little bit on uh, Gary referenced in in the media center last night one of the matches or or an outing. So talk to to us a little bit about what happened out there. I think one of the reporters asked about it too, Wardo. So I yeah, I, I thought I heard that question last night. Yeah. Uh, so I was putting together, uh, I think it was referenced, uh, us insurance guys, but, uh, I was putting together, uh, a trip for me and some of my clients to go out to Pebble beach. And there's, I was trying to get 12 of us to go out there. So I wanted to make it pretty special. You know, we, we've done this trip, you know, a few years in a row. So I wanted to make a pretty special site. So I invited Gary. I try not to take advantage of our relationship and ask him to do extra things, but, I was like, hey, you know, you're going to, you know, the Open's coming up. You're going to eventually have to play Pebble. Um, you know, one of the things he doesn't like about going out there and playing in the AT&T is, you know, the six-hour rounds out there that it takes. So I was like, you know, you, some of this will be playing with your buddies. I mean, it'll be a fun deal. Um, we'll go out there and play Pebble, Spyglass, Spanish Bay, uh, you know, three-day trip and, and give you a chance to, to see the course and just to relax the atmosphere. So he agreed to do it, come out there and play in uh, uh, the event. And we, we kind of took turns, uh, put uh, Gary with different clients in mind. And, uh, we, you know, we played, uh, like I said, Spanish Bay, Spyglass, obviously great golf courses. He was, like always, very cordial, 
really good with those guys. But uh, the last day, uh, I had the match set up. So uh, it was going to be myself, uh, Derek Thompson, Shannon Krieger, and Gary playing a match. Well, uh, you referenced uh, he was drinking out of the wrong end of the cup, and uh, you told me that story this morning too, which I, I find very very funny uh, about him. But we're sitting in the tap room, the same place he was drinking from the cup last night, and uh, we're drinking also, and it starts to get later and later in the night, and uh, the bet gets, I think, a little more and more out of control, and uh, it gets uh, pretty silly uh, even before we've teed off. You know, we, we, we got this match set up for tomorrow. So for your for everybody out there, Gary and Shannon are playing Derek and I, and uh, they're going to play a shamble, and we're going to play a scramble. I don't know why you pay $550 a round, <laughs> and we decide to play a scramble and a shamble on Pebble, oh. but that's what alcohol does to people. Bad <laughs> idea. I get it, Gordo. I get it. Bad <laughs> idea. We're not even playing our own ball. So bad. Um, <laughs> so... From the very first tee, I will tell you, that's when things really got bad. Uh, I'm not blaming this on my partner because it's not like I played great, but my partner rolled the golf ball probably for the first three holes, couldn't get it airborne. Oh, um, no. <laughs> but uh, Gary, you know, every day uh, at the tournament, he was hitting an iron off the tee. But, you know, playing in a shamble, there's two of them teeing off. He's kind of free-swinging it out there. His first drive on hole number one lands just about one yard short of that bunker that's on the right-hand side. Mm -hmm. So his partner, being a shamble, uh, gets up there, Shannon, and chips it to about three feet, and they make birdie from the first hole. So at that point, I saw the writing on the wall, and I turned to Gary we're sitting in the cart there together, and I said, will you let me out of this bet for $1,000? And he was gorgeous, uh, uh, courteous, and allowed me out for $1,000 at that point. Still with 17 holes to play, I could uh, kind of see what was going to happen at that point. And uh, uh, the other two continued their bet, and I don't know why people want to bet against a professional golfer because when they're playing their sport uh, – I've told you this, Wardo, I think a PGA Tour guy compared to a scratch golfer is about seven to ten strokes difference. Yep. And uh, that's about reality. So every scratch golfer out there, if you want to play a PGA Tour guy, make sure you get seven to ten strokes when you're playing them. <laughs> um, and uh, he proceeded to lose uh, well over $10,000 that day. No. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a crazy day. <laughs> now, I will tell you, his partner – uh, Gary's partner that day, Shannon, made a nice bet on Gary to win the U.S. Open, and I saw the winning ticket last night, and that <laughs> one was well over ten thousand dollars. No too, way! So kudos to that guy for that bet too. <laughs> uh, I was in Vegas, and the odds on Gary were seventy-five or eighty to one. So, uh, doesn't you know, pretty small bet uh, can uh, win you quite a large amount of money. So. Oh my uh, Kudos gosh. to those people that made that bet. Unfortunately, the odds at the British Open are going to change, or even in Detroit in two weeks, those are going to change a little bit on him. But, <laughs> but nonetheless, I think that, right, those are probably be about ten to one now. 
Yeah, I bet my I bet my Jim Furyk pick has probably changed too. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jim Furyk was looking good there for a while. He's making a little run. Listen, he's a little old now. You can't blame him. So, so speaking of not not taking advantage of Gary, talk a little bit about you recently moved to Florida, and um, I, I like how you like to reference your guys's country club. So, talk a little bit about how you've been embraced by the community. Slash milking off of him. <laughs> oh yeah, this, this is this is totally taking advantage of a situation. So uh, down here, uh, I, I was at his house one day, and and the guy who owns Seagate Country Club comes and knocks on the door and says, "Hey Gary, do you want a membership?" Gary's like, "Sure, I'll take a membership." So these professional golfers, which is not fair, they get all these free memberships, and Gary probably has I don't know forty, fifty memberships around the world. So uh, there's one down, of course, down here that, called Pine Tree, and I uh, played out there uh, quite a few times, and the membership out there has uh, graciously enough uh, let me play out there quite often for free. So I, <laughs> I really appreciate all the memberships that I have with Gary. So I, I uh, tell everybody around, you know, Wardo, and you, get, you, know, you know this, that uh, I have all these free memberships also. So I get to go to all these clubs, play for free, it's totally mooching <laughs> off your buddy. I mean, it's the greatest deal ever, not having to pay to play golf. Uh, Basically, all this started, though, was we have a college teammate named Andrew Price who lives up in Lake Forest, Illinois, and freezes his butt off all winter. And so all we do is stir the pot and talk about all the different memberships that Mike and Gary have collectively, <laughs> <laughs> and it just drives them up the wall. Hey, listen, yeah. I think he's jealous. I think he pays a lot of money to be a member up there, too, and and. and Part of it is we just talk about all the free memberships we have together. So, oh my pretty good god, deal. that's funny. Hey, hey, Mike, do you uh, you go on those Turks and Caicos trips too with uh, with uh, Wardo? Because Wardo's been he... on a few of those. Yeah, I've been on a few of those. He's been Wardo. on. Yeah. He's been on way more than I have. So wait, so so and, and what I'm learning right now is you milk off of Gary even more than Wardo. <laughs> Uh, yeah, right now I, I have memberships all over the world for free. It's a really good <laughs> That's deal. unbelievable. So. Wait, and you, you live how, how close do you live to, to Woodland? <laughs> I live a couple blocks from me. Oh, my I, God. Yeah, this crazy. is fake. you got to write a book, so How to Milk <laughs> Off the PGA <laughs> Professional. I, <laughs> so if you own a golf course or thinking about buying a golf course and want another free member, uh, Mike's happy to take you up on that That if you're listening out there. And, Mike, yeah. I'll – Hey, listen, I love my free memberships. And I can caddy, too. You know, I'm not a very good golfer. You know, I Wardo and I are playing in a member guest uh, tournament this week at my club, Block Lloyd. I bumped that. Uh, I got it back up to a 12 handicap right now. And I've got uh, two uh, detached retinas. So if you were going to put the odds on me winning my flight, uh, what, what number would you put on it, Mike? Uh Wardo's your partner. How much is Wardo? No, no I'm not his partner. No, he's, he's playing oh. with the, the one of my neighbors. Yep. What do you think? What, now, again, I, I hear the odds. I have two detached retinas, and I'm a 12 handicap and slightly fat right now. Uh, 20 to 1 odds. 21 okay. odds. I'll take them. Five bucks right now, Wardo? Yeah, five bucks. 21. All right, there you All go. Right. All right, hey, listen, we come back. We're going to wrap it up with uh, Mike Dickerson, one of uh, one of Woody's uh, great friends. I mean, it really is. For you two being great friends with him, um, you know, I know I sat on the edge of my seat, but I can't imagine – what some of his all-time buddies must have felt yesterday. I mean, the pride. I mean, you know, there's few moments in life you get to feel like you guys are feeling today, and damn it, you earned it. It is his best friends, and it almost probably makes you want to milk off of him a bit more. So come on back. You're on the Golf Underground ESPN Radio. This is Golf Underground on ESPN Kansas City, 94.5 FM. Golf clubs. 
a big screen TV to watch the U.S. Open, or maybe even a new golf cart that I've got my eye on. No matter how you choose to spend the savings, if you're looking to put a dent in your monthly heating and cooling bills, the answer may be right over your head. If your attic isn't insulated properly, you're missing out on a prime opportunity to cut costs. Call the certified energy experts at Star Companies, Inc., 816-353-2160 for a free estimate to learn how they can help you save money. Oh, heck, I'll buy the clubs, put them in my new golf cart, watch the U.S. Open on my big screen after I play a round of golf. Better give Star Companies, Inc. a call today to start saving big. That's Star Companies, Inc., 816-353-2160 or visit StarCompaniesKC.com. Welcome back, Golf Underground ESPN Radio. We're having a great time celebrating the local boy, Topeka, Kansas's own Gary Woodland won the U.S. Open, in case you didn't know. And so uh, we've got, uh, of course, the steady in the studio fellow, uh, Kevin Ward, is, uh, he played at KU with him. So um, you had your memories. You cried like a baby last night. I did. I called you, and um, you, I think you had a couple of VODs in you, so the emotions <laughs> were flowing nicely. nicely. Mike, I have no doubt that you were probably um, uh, maybe a mild buzz yourself um, celebrating over um, maybe maybe smear, <laughs> smear enough Ice, because you are the Ice Man. <laughs> and so, uh, uh, all right, now you had one more story about Pebble uh, and your yeah, boys' so- trip with uh, Gary Woodland. So we get to 18, and what was so ironic is here he was with a two-stroke lead on 18. I'm sitting there in the cart, and I was like, he, he pounds driver when we're playing, but I was like, if you have a two-stroke lead, how would you play this hole? And he goes, six-iron, six-iron wedge. No way. What did he hit yesterday? He hit, what, five-iron, I think, off the tee, maybe a seven-iron second shot? Wedge. No, it was it was four-iron, five-iron, eight-iron. Really? So, yeah, I asked him then. This is a couple of years ago, what, how would you play it if you had a two-stroke lead? He goes, six-iron, six-iron wedge. No way. So, so awesome. That, that is wild. So kind of awesome. predicting your destiny right there, huh? You're hey. like you're like Payne Stewart. Maybe you maybe you, you had your shoulders on him or your hands on his shoulders <laughs> yesterday. Exactly. Wow. All right, hey, listen, I'm going to do it for fun because I'm, I'm going to figure out who, who – um, if if uh, Woody had to pick one uh, bestie to take on a, a trip to his favorite place, would it be you or Wardo? I'm sensing it would be you, but I want to give Wardo a chance at this. So I'm gonna I'm gonna ask a couple rapid fire questions, and um, we'll start with you. All right. So don't don't think about this. Just tell me what you know about Gary Woodland. What's his favorite cocktail? Vodka. Would you concur on that? I'd say Huckleberry vodka. Oh, he's all right. Wardo's up one one nothing. He he got more specific. <laughs> Gary's biggest Gary's biggest flaw. His nose hairs. <laughs> I don't know. That's a good one. He has a lot of them. It's hard to go on that one. Come on. Nose I'm going to give you one more one, chance. Yeah. I'm going to give you one more chance. So you're not getting out that easy. Gary's biggest flaw. Uh, oh, gosh. I mean, is he gassy? Is there, I mean, something. Oh, that man is gassy. Good point. Okay. He's very gassy. See, I, that's always the go-to for anyone's flaw. <laughs> All right, hey, we're down to a, a final one. His his um, his worst habit. We're down, we're one minute left. Eating the fingernails. Ooh, Wordo. Oh gosh, he likes to upchuck when he's drunk. So I would say throwing <laughs> up. <laughs> By the way, these are only things you'll hear on the Golf Underground with Wardo and his buddy Mike Dickerson. Hey, Mike, thank you so much for joining <laughs> us, man. Enjoy, enjoy the ride this week, man, because you were part of it, no doubt. Mikey D, we got to get you. a match with Sully going. Um, hey. Yeah, I'm Sully. When are we gonna play? Hey, I, I'll bring. I, I got my my time cruise glasses, baby. We're ready to go. So. All right, so listen, we've had it. What a great time. Enjoy your week celebrating Gary Woodland's great U.S. Open. And you know what? We're going to have some more. We're hopefully going to get him on the uh, podcast this week. So uh, great time, Wardo. 
Golf Underground ESPN Radio. See you next week. I'm waking up to ash and dust. I wipe my brow and I sweat my rust. I'm breathing in the chemicals.